Hello and welcome to another episode of the How Good Sport podcast. It's Tuesday afternoon. It is the first teamless Tuesday of the year. Holy Santa Claus shit. I'm fucking excited. Cannot wait for this Sunday. We've obviously got the Manly Seagulls versus the Rabbitohs and the Chookies up against the Broncos. We're going to have a preview coming out for that one shortly. It might even be out by the time this particular podcast is out. Hope you guys enjoy the content we're putting out. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, Follow the podcast. Do whatever. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear how you think we're going. Today, we're going to run with the preview of the West Tigers. I don't know if there's a fan base that I have more respect for or feel sorry for. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but uh, geez, they, the fans in the building at the West Tigers have endured an absolute shit show year after year now, and I think they're starting to be repaid for their faith with some of the changes we're starting to see in the club. I'm actually shocked at how long it took to sack Lee Hadjipatelis and Pasco. Uh, I couldn't believe the coaches and the players that we saw dropping before those two guys were sacked. Um, it, was, it was pretty clear to me that there were some serious cultural issues within the club and that um, you know they say that the fish rods from the head down, and I think it was certainly pretty evident in this particular scenario. So I think the club's in a much better place moving forward. They've obviously got Shane Richardson and Barry O'Farrell at the helm. They've really given Benji the keys to run the show. And I think that's really exciting for the Tigers fan. It's obviously going to go really well or it's going to fucking explode in their face, but at least they're giving Benji the utmost faith and ability to run the team the way he wants to and see what he can make of it. And I think that the changes that were made on the board that we've seen and the fact that Benji's now been given the opportunity to run this team how he wants has probably been key for snagging that signature of Jerome Luai for next year. So that's super exciting. For the uh, the Tigers, in terms of the gains and losses with the West Tigers, there's quite a few to run through. So in terms of their gains, there's Solomon Alamalo, Solomon Fatape, so he's come from the Queensland Cup system, I believe. He looked fairly promising in some of the trials. We've seen the Fainu brothers, so Latu and Samuela Fainu, come from the Seagulls to join their brother Sione. Justin Olam, obviously coming across from Melbourne in that swap deal with Sean Bloor. Aiden Caesar has come across and will be the halfback, and his halves partner, Jaden Sullivan, coming across from the Dragons. So, couple of handy signings there, most notably for me, Justin Olam, and um, there's obviously been a lot of fanfare around uh, Fainu, Latu Fainu, and his potential as a bit of a young star. Some of the losses, we spoke about Sean Bloor. The biggest loss is Luke Brooks, who's been a bit of a club stalwart for the Tigers over the last 10 years. I felt really sorry for Brooks and a lot of the shit that he copped among the shitstorm that was going on at the West Tigers, so I'm looking forward to... On a separate note, seeing how Booksy goes with the Seagulls, but uh, it's a good opportunity for the, the Tigers to start fresh too. Atasi James comes across from the Seagulls. Uh, sorry, was another loss. Dane Laurie was a big loss for me. I, I really don't know what they were thinking letting Dane Laurie go, but if I'm Dane Laurie and the Panthers are luring me back, uh, it's a no-brainer for me, so can certainly understand why he left. Ken Mamalo has left to go to the Gold Coast Titans. David Nofaluma, that shit got a little bit messy in the preceding weeks leading into the trials, but again, a, a good decision for both parties, I feel. Joe F. and Gowie has gone across to the Parramatta Eels, Tommy Talao to Manly Seagulls, and Brandon Wakeham. So quite a few losses there. 
for the Tigers. There's been some promising signs in the trials. The, the first trial I thought was quite promising in terms of their defence. I thought the defence looked really secure. Obviously, they ended up playing against a team of 12, so you'd probably want to see a little bit more in attack. I thought there were some good signs from Caesar and Sullivan in that game. I'm personally not huge on Aiden Caesar. I don't know if he's the answer at halfback, but I certainly understand the logic of signing him, and there's not exactly... 17 Nathan Cleary's out there. So definitely understand the signing. I think he'll do a really good job without being spectacular. He's got good experience. He does have a handy kicking game and his experience will be important for the 5-8 partner, whether it's Sullivan or Galvin. I think it's probably going to be Sullivan, but there's obviously been talkings about Galvin and obviously largely fine is there as well as an option, whether that's soon or later down the track. Um, last year, we saw the emergence of Jareem Buller Fucking love that guy. God, he's good. Um, you can't help but love the way he plays. And for him to come into a side like the Tigers last year and do some of the things he did was just freakish. And he moves like a gazelle. It's beautiful to watch. He's got beautiful balance. His ability to move and um, his direction with his hips is just amazing. So I'm keen to see how he goes. The gain of Olam in the swap deal for Bloor has worked out really well for the Tigers as well. You know, they've been a bit short on outside backs and particularly experienced outside backs. You know, they've obviously lost, lost Brooks to the Seagulls um, and some other outside backs like Tommy Talao as well. So I think the gain of Olam is really important for the Tigers. Good opportunity for Olam to get a fresh start. Obviously, he didn't finish the season in great form for the Melbourne Storm. So good opportunity for Justin Olam. In terms of their draw, the West Tigers, they've got a fairly even draw. So they start out with a buy, so not really ideal for the Tigers. Coming off that loss, they then have a two-week gap until they play their first game of the season, so it's not really ideal. By this sort of time in the, the preseason, you kind of just want want to get out on the field and get the combinations going, start to build up your, um, your game day experience and match fitness. So, um, yeah, I don't really see that buy as a positive for round one. Um, They've got 11 games against the last year's top eight and 13 against the bottom nine, so it's, it's fairly even in that regard. The first three games are against the Raiders, the Sharks, and the Eels. They could jag one or two there potentially. They do seem to have uh, the ability to upset the Eels a bit, so that's definitely one they'll fancy themselves. And they have some tricky games against the Knights, Rabbits, and Cowboys amongst their last six rounds, so a few tricky ones there for the Tigers. In terms of their best 17, I think quite a few of these positions are, are pretty obvious, but there's probably a few around the forward pack that um, yeah, probably raise a few questions, but we'll run through what we think our best 17 for the West Tigers will be for round one. At fullback, Jareem Buller speaks for itself. Like I said, this guy just excites me so much and moves like a gazelle, moves beautifully across a field and just has that X-factor ability. He's obviously pretty raw. I think he's only been in um, rugby league for a few years, was a basketballer or something crazy like that. So that's quite unbelievable in terms of, um, you know, the distance this guy has to go in terms of still learning so much about the game. So that's really exciting for Doreen Buller. I think we'll see Charlie Staines, um, whether that's on the left or the right wing, I'm not 100% sure. But I do think he seems to favor the right wing. Didn't get to see enough of him last year. I think he only played nine games, but in the games he did play, ran for nearly 150 meters per game, which is pretty good for a guy that's not necessarily the biggest winger in the comp. And even though we have these short wingers like your Totos and these kind of guys, Staines is still quite slight and, and pretty skinny. So for him to be able to 
knock up 150 metres, I think is fantastic. And we want to see more of that this year from him and, and obviously using his speed as an X factor to convert as many chances as possible for the Tigers on that edge. Justin Olam, I think we're going to see him on the left. Obviously, that was his preferred side at the Melbourne Storm, and you can only assume he's going to have his choice here in this back line. So it's a good opportunity for Olam to uh, reignite, whether that's the right word. I don't know. I think he just fell out of form, and, and he's obviously a form center. You know, he won uh, Dallium Center of the Year. It might have been the year before, or 2021, but we know how good Olam is. So it's a good opportunity for him in this Tigers back line. He brings a lot of experience. You know, he's a premiership player, so... The Tigers will be loving having him around the building. In the other centre position, we're going to see Stafford Toa. Very keen to see how he develops over the next year. And same with the other winger we're going to see on the left, Junior Tupo. He's a really powerful winger. I think this year we're going to see him develop really well. He's played 20 on games by now, so he's starting to get into that um, period where we really want to see more from him. And um, He's going to be important for the Tigers to get in, take the tough carries and, and get them out of trouble. He's a he's a pretty big unit, so he's very powerful and he should be uh, making decent metres and taking some of the pressure off the forwards for the West Tigers. At 5'8", I believe we're going to see Jaden Sullivan. I liked what I saw in the first trial. Um, admittedly, I didn't see the whole second trial in its entirety, so um, yeah, I can't comment too much on his second trial, but I did like his energy. Thought he looked really enthusiastic. He was, uh, yeah, he looked quite eager and, and keen to um, be on the footy field in that. And I mean, most players are keen, but you know, he had a lot of high energy in that game against the Warriors and saw some good signs. So he's got so much potential. We just want to see him be consistent on the field and having a coach like Benji Marshall, who would be no doubt backing him 100%, will be really important for him. Aiden Caesar at halfback. You know, we saw some good signs in that first game. He scored a try and. Um, you know, set things up pretty well. He, he can be a pretty good structural player for your side. Like I said, he's, uh, I don't think he's, you know, your box office halfback, but he certainly can do a job and he's got a pretty handy kicking game. So that'll certainly help um, this forward pack. If if the forward pack can lay a good platform um, and Caesar can sort of uh, stay on top of his kicking game, it'll certainly be really important for the West Tigers. Uh, David Clemmer, uh, obviously getting a little bit older. I think he's 31 or 32 this year, and his output's been on the decline, but his experience is really needed for this West Tigers side. Um, pretty crazy stat for Clemmer. He only missed seven tackles last year, and I think he played something like 19 games, which is remarkable for a big unit like him. And I know these uh, missed tackle stats aren't always accurate or, or provide a great scope of defense because he could just miss a tackle altogether. So that wouldn't be notched up as a missed tackle, but uh, it still says a lot about his ability to, um, you know, his technical ability and, and how he can hit and stick and not drop off many tackles. So that's really important in the middle. Um, Abby Corusau at Hooker, the captain for the Tigers, and they need him at his best every week to be competitive. We know how good Abby Corusau is when he's at his best. He's so crafty and deceptive out of dummy half, and we saw last year, even when he jumps in at halfback, you know, the bloke has played 10 games at halfback and he looks just as good as the top five halves in the game. So, you know, Appy's just a, a massive player for the Tigers, uh, really important for him, you know. he uh, I've spoken a lot about hookers this year and how I want to see more rotations and, and hookers not necessarily playing 80, ga 80 minutes. But I do think for the Tigers, Appy needs to play 80 minutes and it's definitely going to be interesting to see what Benji puts out for his bench. You know, I'm just going to name my bench position today based on what I think it is and um, what will be good for the Tigers. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see which way they go. 
Um, the other front row forward will be Stefano Yutoikamanu. I feel like he's trialed really well, and I'm really excited to see him develop next next sorry this year. We obviously know the potential with Stefano. He's played Origin now. It's he's had enough time now to really take it to the next level, and, and there's really no excuses. So I want to see Stefano go up into that upper echelon of top 10 props in the game. There's really no reason why he can't. He's a big unit and um, he's got the opportunity to really be a dominant forward in this team and potentially take over that alpha role from David Clement as he gets older. So I think Stefano's in for a huge year. Can't wait to see what he can do this year. Johnny Bateman, tough as fucking shit in the second row. Showed glimpses of his best last year. I'd love to see him get back to that consistent form we saw in Canberra where he was not only a menace in defense, but in attack and just that ability to pull shit out of nowhere where he does a, a grubber kick for himself or runs hard lines and barges over to score a try at a really important time of the game. So would love to see Johnny Bateman getting back to that form this year. Isaiah Papali'i in the second row. I thought we saw some really promising signs at times from him in the trials. I really liked his intensity, intensity uh, really physical in his defense and charges onto the ball. He can obviously take tough carries, run great lines, gets a lot of post-contact meters. So I think it's going to be great to see what Isaiah Papali can do this year for the Tigers. I reckon we're going to see Alex Safarth at lock. I thought he tried really well. Uh, I think he tried well enough to win that lock spot. I thought he, he ball played well. He ran the ball really well. He's a solid defender. So I think Benji will go with him as an option initially to start the season. Obviously, you got someone like a Fanua Pole who could jump into that spot and, and has been earmarked as a starting lock, but um, I feel like the Tigers need to start with Alex Safarth there to start the season. Um, I feel like Lockie Galvin's going to get the 14 spot. I know he only got the one trial, and you've obviously got someone like a Jake Simpkin who could jump into that role. Um, obviously, there's someone else like a Finu who could jump onto the bench as well, but Benji really seems to like Galvin. He's been really impressed with him in the offseason. You know, we've heard all the reports about um, Galvin winning these preseason testing competitions, fitness tests. He's, um, you know, what I've seen from Lockie Galvin is a real maturity for someone of his age. And I thought he showed that in the moments he got in the trial the other night. You know, he had his moments at centre, 5'8", even jumped in on edge as a second rower. So I think Benji really likes him off the bench and that versatility he could provide. So I do think he will go with Lockie Galvin to start the year, but I, I could be wrong like I have been many times before and we could see someone like a Jake Simkin as that backup option for Appy, but I do think Appy should just play 80 for this West Tigers side. At 15, Asu Kapoa. And number 16, Alex Twole. We've seen Alex Twole. He finally got a try last year. How bloody good was that? Everyone in the NRL was rooting for him. That was like a Titanic moment. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, we know what we get from Alex Twole. He's been a stalwart for the West Tigers, very reliable. So he's a very handy player to have coming off the bench for the Tigers. In terms of the number 17 spot, I really liked what I saw from Samuel Afainu coming off the bench. Um, you know, he's obviously had a few games with the Manly Seagulls, so he's certainly tasted first grade. Um, I'm kind of on the fence between him and Fanua Bole. I know that um, Bole's had a lot more experience. He's played 20-odd games now, I think, for the Tigers. So I do get the feeling he'll lean to we towards Bole. Uh, he's a solid defender, and he can play lock and prop through the middle. So I do think he'll lean towards uh, Fanua Bole, but I do see Samuel Afainu as an option there in that number 17 jersey as well. So that's what I believe the Tigers 17 will look like this year. Um, 
I'm, I'm quite worried about the Tigers' depth. Outside of that starting 17, they have a lot of youth in the squad. Uh, I think there's some really exciting players like Matamua and um, De Silva, who got some chances in the trials, but I don't know if they're quite ready to take it to that next level and be stars in the NRL immediately. So I am a bit worried about the West Tigers' depth if they get injuries in any of the key positions. Um, you know, you look at your Aiden Caesar. If he goes down, then you're looking at having rookie halves. Um, if Jareem Buller goes down, then you know, um, I assume someone like a Charlie Staines jumps back at fullback. Um, if Appy Corusel goes down, God forbid, then you know you're throwing a Jake Simpkin in, who's who's had plenty of NRL experience by now, but it certainly wouldn't be ideal. So uh, I am worried about the Tigers and their depth. Uh, I do think they need this year to just continue to develop. I, I really think this is a season for them to look towards next year. They're clearly not going to win a premiership. I know Benji's not going to think like that, but I just can't see this Tigers squad uh, really having any impact on the competition this year. So I see the Tigers finishing in that 13 to 17 bracket. Um, the comp seems a lot more competitive this year, and I can't see them moving up the ladder too many places. I am really excited to see... Dream Buller's progression. Uh, I'm super excited to see, you know, what what pans out with this five eight role, and if Sullivan works there, then you know it could be really exciting for them. If Lockie Galvin gets a go there, if we see Finu there, um, and if we get the best out of Appy Corusau, John Bateman, and Isaiah Papali'i, then they might push a bit higher. But I do think that 13 to 17 bracket this year. I think with Jerome Luai going in next year, I think he'll be really important for the Tigers and they'll start to push for the eight next year. But I just don't think they're ready to challenge for the eight this year with a lot more depth and a lot more competition with um, squad improvements all round in the NRL. So for the Tigers, they've got the bye in round one. A couple of weeks to think about what their combinations look like, but that is the 17 that I think Good luck to all the Tigers fans out there. I would love to see the Tigers do well. I hope I'm wrong with my prediction, but I do think they will finish in that 13 to 17 bracket. Thank you guys very much for tuning into this preview. Please like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Give us a review. Otherwise, tune in, and we will see you next time. 